I know who your worst enemy is, and what if I'm right? It's the Rhyme and Reason Podcast, episode 186. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Give your time and season to the one who wrote your rhyme. Your rhyme and reason. Your rhyme and reason. Your rhyme. Hey there, Tony here, the voice of Rhyme and Reason for Life, and I'm so glad you're back with me on episode 186 of the podcast. It's, um, let's see, as I record this, it's October 5th of 2017, and a lot of pretty bad things have happened since the last time I talked to you. Some, um, some sad things and some bad things. I don't really get into all of that uh, for the most part on this podcast because I'm, I have a different kind of focus, but I know that a lot of people are affected and, um, it's, it's odd to me. Uh, it's kind of, kind of odd to me how many people I have, um, sort of a connection to who actually knew somebody who was killed in Las Vegas. So that's, that's, uh, it shows you it's a small world and, uh, I hope you, Hug the people that you love and don't take them for granted because as that proved, things can go in the blink of an eye in a direction you don't want them to go. There are, there's a very good chance that, and this is hard talk, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to say, but it's a truth. There's a very good chance that of the people who have died in that, um, you know, in that horrible way, something worse even happened. There's a good possibility that some of those people even went to hell. And that just sounds terrible to even say, but it's the truth. And there's a, there's a reason that I'm kind of talking about that. It, it ties in with current events, obviously, but I also, uh, am talking about your worst enemy. Um, it's not the guy in, some sort of tower or high place or hidden place with a gun. He's not your worst enemy. He can do some serious damage, obviously, but he's not your worst enemy. Well, who is your worst enemy? Um, hmm. Let me ask you this. Have you ever done something you know you shouldn't do, and then later you wonder why you did that? Well, how about this? Did you ever pass up on the chance to do something good or right? You just passed it. Passed up that chance? Well, you knew you should do it, but you just didn't do it. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me. And if you've ever found yourself in either of those scenarios, you probably felt like your own worst enemy, right? Well, don't feel like it's just you. Like I said, I've been there, and so have just about everyone else on the planet. Even Paul, who is known as the apostle to the Gentiles in the Bible, Even he struggled with that problem, but he knew why. We all live and have the tendency, live with and have the tendency to to want to be our own kings. And I wrote a song about that called uh, You Just Don't Get It, but I played it uh, fairly recently on this podcast. If you scroll back through uh, recent podcast uh, episodes, you'll hear that song, You Just Don't Get It. But in that line, you want to be your, I mean, in that song, there's a line that says, 
you want to be your own king. Uh, you think you're wise enough to rule the world and handle everything. Well, it's part of our human nature to want to do that. And Paul described it as the sin that dwells within me. That's a quote of him talking about him. And you can bet if he struggled with it, you're going to have to deal with it too. But how can you deal with it when you're when your very nature lures you into things you shouldn't do and away from things you should do. Well, you are your own worst enemy when you trust in you. There's where the problem starts and ends. And, uh, I mean, yeah, you might be one of the best and brightest minds of our time, but when you trust in yourself to do the right thing, all that intelligence just flies out the window. There's a great proverb. I think it's uh, one of my wife's favorites. Maybe the maybe her favorite. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths." Well, because the allure of this world is so powerful, you and I need supernatural help. We really do. Fortunately, haha, it's abundantly available. And even though many would have you believe all hope is lost, well, hope springs eternal when you trust in the one true, living, loving, eternal creator of heaven, earth, and you. Yeah, he made you so he knows what makes you tick. You know, he knows what makes you tick better than the finest Swiss watch, as a matter of fact. And rather than trusting in your own limited knowledge and becoming your own worst enemy in the process... Why not just admit that maybe God knows the best way to live your life? Well, I've heard some Christians use that proverb uh, that I just mentioned to say that God is in control. They say, see, he shall direct your paths. And that's really not the meaning at all. Well, sure, God will lead you or direct you in the right direction, but he won't make you go there. To do that, he'd just have to remove your freedom to choose. And he loves you too much to simply turn you into a mindless robot. So the first step is admitting you have a problem. You maybe have heard that line from the 12-step program for alcoholics. Yeah? Well, it's true for just about anything wrong in your life, not just drinking. So no matter what issues you're dealing with, when you admit you have a problem that you can't overcome on your own, and then you ask God for help, you're getting back on the path he's directing you to. So wh- what do you say? Can you admit you're not all that today? <laughs> not even a bag of chips? And could you ask God to direct your paths? Just, just ask him to. Okay? And if you can do that, send me a message and tell me about it. I'd just love to hear those testimonies. Would you do that for me? And um, yeah, I got a little something here for you to listen to. Check this out.
gets a little more serious and somber than uh, a lot of the songs I share on here, but I don't know. It seemed uh, appropriate somehow. There's so much going on that just proves that there's very little that's sacred to the world anymore. There used to be so much more here in America that you didn't trample on. People just didn't, as a rule, trample on, and that's getting to be pretty much everything that was once sacred is open open game you know it's uh it's sad and you may have noticed that uh, I had some pretty straightforward opinions in that song right it just came right out in the music and that's that's what I tend to have I have some very straightforward opinions and I've got some about uh, how our world and our galaxy and our universe actually came into existence and I, I make that known on this podcast too that's part of the reason part of um, Rhyme and Reason. And obviously, since I'm uh, writing on a regular basis on my TonyFunderberg.com website and recording these podcasts and putting them out there, um, I make no secrets about it. Obviously, I'm not trying to hold it somewhere where, you know, uh, only a select few who have actually gone through the four different stages and the keys. No, no, I just put it out there. And if you've followed me much at all, you'll know that I'm also what's, I guess, pretty widely known as a young earth creationist. And I have no qualms or uh, reservations saying that God designed the universe and everything in it. And I can say that he simply did that by speaking into the, the, everything into existence. And... He took only six days to do it. There's another, oh my goodness, how could you say that? Because that's what he did. And because he's able to do uh, those kind of things that are far and away uh, exceeding things that we can even comprehend, he could say it was very good when he created it. And of course, you can disagree with me and we can discuss our differences, but here's the key question. And I mentioned this right off the 
bet when I had the opening for this podcast. What if I'm right? What if I'm right? I mean, if you're an evolutionist, an atheist, an agnostic, or you fall into some other category that denies the existence of the God of the Bible, we could certainly talk about that. And I'd be glad to show you the mountain of evidence for the hope that lies within me. I've had plenty of good times and challenging times in discussions of this kind, but the question I believe merits much more thought from an unbeliever remains the same. What if I'm right? I tell people who are on the fence about this issue that, uh, you know, if I'm wrong, if I'm putting my faith in some silly worldview that doesn't have a foundation in reality, that makes me a fool. And I admit that. I mean, why spend a life denying myself all the earthly pleasures if I'm just going to die and enter blackness or merely end up in a in a good place where everybody goes after death. I mean, if that's just going to happen without having to, you know, follow this so-called stringent, strict bunch of rules from this invisible um, person in the sky, I've heard, him, I've heard God described that way, you know, if I'm doing all that, but I'm just going to end up in the same place as everybody else anyway, I mean, how foolish would that be? After all, this life doesn't last all that long, and if it's all there is, I better grab all the gusto I can, right? But what if that's not true? What if we do exist forever, or live forever, and what if the location all depends on a choice we make in the here and now? And what if the paradise mentioned in the Bible really does exist, and what if we make a choice not to go there? Hmm. Well, who's the fool then, right? Well, I say the choice is real. And you can say I'm wrong. But what if I'm right? What if I'm right? And the possibility has to be, if we don't all just automatically know who's right, the possibility has to be that I might be right. And what if I am? Okay, well, that does it for this episode of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. It's 186. It's in the digital can. Thank you so much for being there. I, I mean it every single time I say it. It truly is humbling to know that over a thousand times each month now, um, somebody's downloading and listening to this little humble podcast. So I appreciate it so much. Uh, God bless you for that. And uh, I typically talk about where you can connect with me. I'll just mention a couple of places. The best place always is TonyFunderburk.com. I hope you'll go there. You know, you can get free stuff just by signing up for the newsletter there. And I don't send that out all the time. So you're not going to get bombarded with lots of things. Uh, just occasionally when there's updates or letting you know um, that the podcast is coming out, stuff like that. And you can also see the articles that coincide with this uh, podcast. But you can also see some visuals and you can uh, get some free music. You can listen to music. I got tons of music on there. Did I mention I have music? <laughs> so anyway, you can connect with me on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Reverb Nation and uh, subscribe to this podcast. And, and if and when you do, please leave me a, a five-star review. That would be awesome. And I could spread this message to more people on iTunes. It's also on Google Play and Acast and Player.fm. And uh, ah, that's enough of that for this time. 
I want to thank you so much again. And until next time, may God bless you and keep you. There's a